Thank you guys for coming today. Um, we are busy with the book of Ephesians. And Ephesians, we are looking at how do we live as Christians and where our identity is found in Jesus and how it is found. And we are in chapter 5. We're just taking portions out of um, this book of the Bible and we are seeing how we live as Christians. And that is what we are doing. So, today we're going to be talking about um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be going into chapter 5, but then I'm going to be a little bit sneaky and just overflow into chapter 6. Just a little. Just a little. Doesn't mean you shouldn't come to church next week, because we're still going to do chapter 6 next week. So uh, we used to have like everything up on screen. So you guys are going to have to whip out your Bibles, which is probably in the form of paper or in the form of digital, wherever it is. If not, you're going to have to believe that what I read is true. Okay, can, can we do that? Just trust me. Have you guys heard that before? Yeah, let's do this. So um, today we're going, to, we, we're going to look at this passage a little bit differently. I'm going to read just a few portions of Scripture, and then we're going to unravel it, and we're just going to talk about what I believe God is telling us through the chapter 5. All righty. So here we go. Ephesians chapter 5. From verse 1, and we're going to be reading in the New King James Version. How many of you guys have a family member that has a New King James Version? I've got friends that still read the New King James Version. I've got people in the church that still read, Thou shalt not steal. And, um, but there's nothing wrong with it. So, verse 1 and 2 reads as follows, Ephesians 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. That was Ephesians 5, verse 1 to 2. Then we're going to jump to verse 8 and to verse 10. It reads this, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And then the last passage I want to read right now is found in Ephesians 5, from verse 15 to 17, also in the New King James Version. It says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So today, we are going to be reminded about what we should do as Christians from this topic. And it's simple. All it says is, in step. In step. Let's pray quickly, and then we're going to get into it. So, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything that you do for us, and thank you that we can gather. Father God, I pray that as we just open your word, that through it you will transform us, that you will grow us, and that you will strengthen us. We ask this in your name. Amen. Any dancers? Quickly, show me. Who likes dancing? Ah, I see, I see, I see. Come on, everybody likes dancing. Um, before we, we, before Alison and, and myself joined um, Prodeo, 
um, um, and we, we led the other church, you know, I would do the floss and everybody would try and, you know, they're like, when is Milo going to do the floss? And so they keep their phones ready to see if they could capture me doing the floss. Now, I can't do it because we're always recording. So I'm not even going to do it. But um, enough about that. So, okay, so let me ask this again. Who loves dancing? Let me just see, show of hands. There's nothing wrong with it. Uncontrollable motions, cool dancing, it's fine. Um, how many of you guys love weddings? Love weddings. So Alison and myself, we've had our fair share of going to weddings. But we got invited to a wedding of someone that used to be in the youth that we led. He had grown up and he got married to a girl that was in our youth as well. And so they invited us to their wedding. And you know for a fact that after the ceremony, the next highlight is that first dance. Not at these guys' wedding. Man, when um, everybody got to the reception hall and we were waiting for them to come into the church or into the hall uh, so they could start the, the buffet, the feeding, the thing that I was looking forward to. <laughs> However, they did something that I have never seen in my life. They came in with music, the entire entourage, which was the flower, and the, the flower girl and the ring bearer, these little kids, then the parents, then the bridal, uh, what do you call them? No, not the couple, the, the, the bridesmaids and the best men and then the bridal couple. But they all came in on, in a song and they call it, they came in and they came in on a step, man. They, everybody, they played a song and everybody walked into a jive. I mean, like I told Ali, yes, the next time we get married, we need to do that. Because I mean, like everybody, now I can't, I can't even imagine what I would do, but they were just all in sync. I'm not going to dance. I can see my wife is getting things ready. And, and they like, from the youngest to the oldest, they were all like just, uh, and then they stop and then they keep going. Ah, oh, you didn't get that, but it's over here. And, and, and they were just moving in step. And I was like, that is amazing. Who's ever seen that at a wedding? I mean, that is something awesome. It's something really cool. But at Ali and my wedding, yeah, we also danced. I, we had to go for lessons, like literal lessons. And um, man, I think it was like a couple of weeks, like six weeks. We only had six weeks to learn how to dance. I can't dance. Hey, uh, I've got two right feet, and Ellie's got, I don't know, she's amazing. And so, like, she's like, let's, let's learn a dance. I'm like, that's perfect. Because I can't dance, I will dance with you. And so we find this dancing instructor, and, you know, I thought, once again, in my naivety, it's going to be, you know, just a sway, you know. I mean, just, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Just here, and then every now and then you just spin around, you drop her. And you pick up again, and you look good. No. Ellie has a specific song that she wants to dance to. It's an upbeat song. <laughs> it was a two-step kind of a dance. They taught us how to two-step. Man, like, dun, 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 dun. It wasn't that song, but it felt like that. So this guy, he, he, as we walk in, he looks at me and he's like, oh, this is going to be work. And I'm like, yes, it is. This is why I pay you. And, and, so, and so we learn this dance and he teaches us how to dance and the wedding comes. And man, 
we should have signed up for So You Think You Can Dance. We were amazing. <laughs> amazing. If you see the video, it is so awesome. I mean, people were standing there throwing money, cheering. It, it was that good. At least that's what I thought. <laughs> you know, it was that good. But you see, this is the thing. In order for us to dance, we needed to be in step with each other. In step, if you go and have a look at it in, the, in, in a dictionary, all it says is to move your feet in rhythm with someone else you are walking, marching, or dancing with. So you have to be in step. It's all about the way you walk with someone. It's how you move. And this is what we see as we unpack Ephesians chapter 5. We need to have a specific walk with Jesus. Bless you. And because um, no one, how dare you family? Someone sneezed. Can we just say bless you? Thank you. My gosh, these people. Yeah. That is what family does. I mean, I have never in my life, guys. Shocking. So, we, we have to be in sync with each other. You see how we said bless you together? When it comes to walking with Jesus, we have to be in sync with who he is. And what we get from those three passages that we read in Ephesians 5 is that we have to walk in love, walk in light, and walk in wisdom. That is what we are called to do as Christians. You need to be in step with God in love, in light, and in wisdom. These are kind of things. Remember last week we spoke about, you know, there are certain things we have to do. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yes! Okay, guys, we're going to close. We're going to go into the hall. We're going to set up everything. No, 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 no. Let's go. When Jesus walked on the earth, he was in step with who God was. And then if we read in verse 1 of chapter 5, it says, be imitators of me. When my kids were, how many of you guys have kids that repeat, you know, irritate you by going, don't do that, don't do that, hey? Go clean your room, go clean your room, hey? How many of you guys have kids that like mock their brothers and sisters by imitating them? It's like, stop doing that, stop doing that, hey? You're going to die, you're going to die. No, they don't say that, but you know, it's like they imitate you. Like sometimes you do some things and then your kids, they... Man, my wife looks at my boy, my oldest son, and she goes, he's just like you. Of course, I made him. And like, no, 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 but she's like, he acts like you. He thinks like you. He is you. And that is what Paul is saying. We have to be like Jesus. Walk like him. Talk like him. Be like him. Judah, you know somebody by the way they walk, right? You can spot someone a mile away. Just by their walk, and you go, Smiler, how do you know? You see that shape? He walks a specific way. It's like, but, but you know if someone's in a hurry by the way they walk. You, you, you know if someone's not in the mood for something by the way they walk. They're like, my kids, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> we, we, we had this, my older son had this friend that complained once to us. She's like, why does Judah never walk? Because he always runs everywhere. He's like, let's go here. And then he runs off. And she just came up to us like, he doesn't walk. And like, but you notice people by the way they walk. 
And if we had stuff that we could put up on the big screen, my first point would be this. Our walk is our worship. That is what we, need, what we read in these opening verses of Ephesians. The way we walk, the way we live our lives, is what is worship to God. It's not about songs we sing. And you guys sounded amazing, just so by the way. If ever we needed a choir, you guys are all hired. Okay? We, we got, put you on stage. We'll get you those matching robes. But worship is not just something we do for maybe 15 to 20 minutes on a Sunday. It's not about how many Christian songs you know. Worship is what we do. And that is what Paul is reminding us about here is that worship is a lifestyle. He writes in Romans 12 verse 1, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And here's it. This is true and proper worship. Everything we do is meant to worship God. You know, it's not just supposed to be what kind of worship songs are we going to do? It's how are you living your life according to being imitators of Jesus. We, yeah, Prodeo, exist to introduce ordinary people to an extraordinary God. And we do that by connecting them to life-changing relationships. How many of you guys' lives have been changed by a relationship? And we want those kind of relationships to change us, a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with each other, and a relationship with people that don't know him. And that is how we go from just being a people that come together and sing to becoming a family that worships God no matter what we're doing. And we've got to remember that that, that is our mission is to love people. How many of you guys know it's not easy? <laughs> My wife looked at me this morning like, you are so easy to love. And it's true. But we need to love each other. That is what our mission is. We need to walk in light. What does that mean? It means, guys, come on. Let's not do anything shady. Okay? If you're selling drugs, tithe on that money and stop doing it. Don't do... I'm just joking. Don't, don't do dodgy stuff. We need to walk in light. That is... Because Jesus says, you can't call me Father. You can't go to the Father if you do everything in darkness. You have to walk in light. means your life needs to not be what you do. can't be contrary to what you say. It's who you are. And then, how many of you guys know we can avoid a lot of bad things in our lives if we just act in wisdom? Hey? Should I have this donut? No. But it's gluten-free? No. Things change in our lives when we make the right decision. And that's why Paul is writing, the way we walk needs to be in line with God. Walk in wisdom, walk in light, and walk in love. This is how we get in step with that. Back to the dance. So for six weeks, we went to the school, and this guy taught us these moves. So 
Like I told you, I was expecting something simple. But he is there with one of his dancing students. And he's like, okay, I've worked out the dance according to the song your wife gave me. And then they started moving. They were floating, even though it was really fast. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I should get me an Apple Watch. I'm going to lose weight. They're going to give me free stuff. And, and like they just moved across the floor like they were wearing ice skates. Like, you know, top off, didn't move. And, and you know, professional dancers, they've got the head thing. And, and that's what they were doing. And I was like, oh no. And Ellie's going, oh yes. And, and, and so I was like, babes, this is too difficult. We'll never get this in a couple of weeks. And the guy goes, it's okay. It's easy. I'll show you basic moves. And that is what we need to do. The second thing I want to talk about today is we need to stick to the basics. Because all he showed us was six to eight different steps. Hey, the first one was, you just have to do this. And then you speed it up a bit. And then he added, okay, and then you always leave pushing off the right foot. I'm like, I can do that. He's like, of course you can. He taught us basics. And just from those six to eight basic moves, we made this amazing dance that could have won us awards. I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for the call of God. That's how good we were. And it's all about sticking to the basics. When we read Ephesians 4 and we go through the whole of Ephesians 5, Paul is actually telling us there are some basics we need to stick to. And a lot of it looks like rules. It's like, you know, act in love. Love someone. And then in verse 5, in chapter 5, he amps it up a bit. He's like, come on guys, there are different things you need to live by. Check your, your, your sexual sin. They're like, oh, Milo, you couldn't say that. But yes, he says, there are certain ways we shouldn't act. It's basic. Hey, don't get drunk. Don't do all these bad things. They use this one word, debauchery, which is like, oh, it's such a, such a oh, word. It's like, should be like a, a dictator's name, debauchery. But he's like, don't live that way. And you see, Paul is not writing these things to judge anybody. He's writing these things to say, hey, guys, there's a different way that we are supposed to live. We have to live according to who God is, imitating Jesus. We are holy people set apart, not by anything we've done, but because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. So live according to that. So no matter what you're going through, just change the way you live. Just do it. There are just these basics that we need to stick to. I'm trying to teach my, my boys to be different. And so we have to talk to them in um, ways that, um, you know, the world talks to them now. And so we're joking our son turned 12 and we're like teaching him how to drive. So if you see me sitting on the patches aside, just pull over, get off the road. My son is coming through. He's only, he can't see over the dashboard, so we're teaching him things. How to drive, but in a controlled environment on a PlayStation. Okay. Everybody was like, oh. But I'm also teaching him how to treat a woman. And one of the things I like telling him is, 
if you like it, you've got to put a ring on it. And he goes, oh, dad, not yet. I'm like, but I'm teaching you now so that you know it. If you like it, put a ring on it. If you don't like it, move. Because we have to treat each other with respect. Our roles as men are also just as much, not just to provide, but to protect people. That's why we, we spoke over Liam to stand in a way that other people don't stand. We want to raise our kids differently, but it's all about basics. And that is what Paul is telling us in Ephesians 5. Yes, it sounds like a lot of rules, but how many of you guys know each family has different rules? And rules change as you grow up. Um, with our first kid, uh, Ali wouldn't, if you drop a dummy, you leave it. You walk away to a shop, you go buy a new one, and you sterilize it. <laughs> Rebecca came, like this is two kids after Judah. The dummy fell, she'd walk away and go, oh, where's the dummy? Three days later, pick it up and put it back in her mouth. You see, it changes. It's like, it's okay. But Paul is going, you know, there's these rules. It's not to make you feel bad. It's to say, hey guys, we've got a different way of living. Let us live according to who God is. How do people know you are different? As by the way, guys, how did we know we weren't in Secunda anymore? As when people looked at me and they started speaking Afrikaans. I'm like, everybody that is in Cape Town speaks Afrikaans. And I'm like, okay, not everybody. Not everybody, I'm seeing those eyes. Not everybody. All the colored folks speak to me in Afrikaans. And I'm not used to that. I got to the car guard and he's like, I'm like, hi, how are you? In my proper English. Hey, we need to live different. And we aren't of this world. We are different people. We are called to be different. So we should live differently. And that is what we need to do. Stick to the basics. And everything will work out. Right? No. We learned these moves. Six to eight moves. Simple. I even practiced them at home. I remember the song. It's playing in my head at this moment. I'm not going to sing it. That's why Stephen Joe leads worship. And as the song is like, I ran through all the moves every day at work. If someone stood still long enough, I danced with him. I got a boss. He's this short. His name was Umkhar. And I was like, hey, I was like, and he's talking to me. Uh, I just like moved. He's like, Heinrich, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm getting married in a couple. Thank you for helping me. I'm like, he's like, you are so weird, dude. I'm like, no, I'm just practicing. And our day finally comes. We get married. It rained. Wait, hold up. It didn't rain. It hailed. The power went out. And, and Ellie was just like, just carry on, carry on. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't a sign. It's like, we, it was an amazing day. We took amazing photos. And then it was like, time to dance. I was so nervous. I was more nervous to dance than what I was to give a speech. I didn't eat that whole day. Like not even at our reception did I eat. I ate nothing. And then our dance came and everybody, they don't sit at the tables. 
they come and stand around us. And Ellie walks up to me, and DJ Lackadung is about to put on the song. And as I get into position and I hold Ellie, she leans over to me and she goes, I forgot the moves. <laughs> you wanted to learn this dance. You made me go for lessons. You picked the song. And she just looks at me and goes, I forgot the moves. And in my mind, I go, oh, poop. We are in trouble. But you see, this is basics. So I'm like, I know the first few seconds of this dance. We'll just do that all the time. I mean, like, and that's what we did. If you go look at our video, we did the same moves over and over. We, we strung about, out of the eight, we, I only remembered four. It was more than what she remembered. And we danced. There was even the part where I... And we carried on. And everybody was like, that is amazing. And I know, I know, feed me. <laughs> That's all I wanted afterwards. But you see, <laughs> I spoke her through the whole thing. Because she's like, what are we going to do now? I'm like, we're just going to go left. Your left, my left. Your left. No, no, my left. And they were like, oh, and we like, move. And we got through it. I was able to talk. She was able to listen. Not that she heard much, you know. It's just because, she, as you can see, she's smaller than me. I just put my foot under her feet and I moved her. Like I danced with my daughter. It was like, ah, oh, this is me. I'm in control. <laughs> but even though we stick to basics, certain things happen. And, and, and it can be difficult. But that is why we need to go back to basics. And we replaced the things we didn't know with the things we knew. And it was epic. We made each other look good. She made me look good. People were like, man, I didn't know you can dance. <laughs> hey, I made her look good with her hair and her dress, like the twirl. Everybody went, wow. I'm like, mm-hmm, I did all that. But that's what we need to do. And that is what we need to remind ourselves as we read through chapter 5. As we come to the end of chapter 5, Paul is telling us on how we should work with, in regards with our family. We need to make our kids look good, and kids, you need to help your parents. Husbands, you need to work with your wives. Wives, you need to work with your husbands. And I want to talk to you from this point is bring out the best in them. Bring out their best. Husbands, bring out the best in your wives. Wives, bring out the best in your husbands. Dads, bring out the best in your kids. Moms, kids, bring out the best in your parents. If you work for someone, bring out the best in your company. If you own a company, bring the best out of your employees. This is what Ephesians keeps telling us. We need to be in step with each other. Check this out. Ephesians 5, verse 22 to 27. And, and just because of time, I'm not going to go into um, chapter 6, because chapter 6 talks about how we are supposed to be with our kids and kids towards us. But this is what it says in Ephesians 5, 22 onwards. It says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. I love using that scripture. 
I woke up to my wife, and when she's shouting at me, I go, woman, submit. How many of you guys know it doesn't work? Let's carry on reading. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submit to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. But hold on. Verse 25 reads this. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without strain or wrinkle. They're not allowed to get old. Without wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. You know, we read, women submit to your wives, and every guy goes, uh-huh, mm-hmm, oh yeah. I love that verse. But it also says, husbands, you've got to love your wives. Wives, you don't need to submit to a husband that is evil. Submit doesn't mean stay under abuse. Submit doesn't mean you have to become a slave or a servant. Submit means your husband, speak well about him and to him. I've, I've had many people come up to me, many ladies, and they speak nice to and about me, but of their husbands, oh, the filth. You know why he's like that? Because you don't honor him. Come on, speak nice about each other. But husbands, hold up. In order for them to do that, you need to love them. How many ladies love a nice shower or a nice long bath? My wife. I'm not a lady. My wife. My wife does. She gets away from her husband and her kids. And it's even better if there's like candles and the kids aren't at home. Sometimes she's like, hey, just wash my back. Yeah. <laughs> but check this out. Do we do that to our wives through the word? Now, I don't mean when she climbs in the shower, find your Bible, tear off pages, and wash her with it. That is not what I mean. <laughs> She's not going to like you afterwards. But washing of the word means, you know what? Are you praying for her? Are you opening the Bible, reading something, and then speaking it over her? There's this passage in Proverbs. What's it, Proverbs 31? And they go, that is who a woman is. She wakes up early. She knits clothes. She, she's always working and everybody goes, that is the woman. That is blessed. I'm like, no. You haven't met my wife. When I pray over her, I'm like, I pray the spirit of David over her. Because this giant she is facing at this moment. There are people that she needs to protect. So she's not this little girl that just makes little jerseys. The last jersey she made, I didn't fit into. I found out it was for my kids' teddy bear. But how are we praying over them? Do you pray for your wives when they leave the house? When they're traveling the roads? When they're picking up the kids? Or are you just praying, Lord... When she makes food tonight, may she not kill us all. 
We need to pray and bless our wives. We need to share words with our wives. It says here, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Guys, there are certain things we need to give up for our wives. Our pride. Uh, give up your pride. Give it up. Give up your selfish ways. This is a me time thing. No, you married me. It's an out time thing. Hey, do you share visions of the future with her? You do that, she can honor you. She can love you. We need to be in step with each other. See, it's all about a dance. It's moving. I could have easily told Ali, you know what? You suck. I had to go through five million hours of a small dude telling me I'm doing it wrong all the time. They couldn't even shave properly. He had like this whole, his name shaved into his beard. And I'm like, I know who you are. You made me do that. Now you forgot it? No. You suck. But that's not what we did. We like, let's do this. Let's wow them. And you know what she said? <laughs> that's all she did. She laughed. <laughs> and then we moved. And afterwards she goes, thank you. And that is what we need to be as a family. We need to work together. We need to love us. That is what Ephesians 5 is all about. How do we treat our kids? Fathers, do not push your kids to wrath. Don't make them angry. But my gosh, if they play games longer than what they should, sort them out. We need respect from kids to parents and parents to love kids no matter what is happening. And that is what we need to do. We need to be in step with each other. But we cannot read verse 22 to verse 27 without reading verse 21 first. And I want to close off with this. It says this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You see, we get so focused on what the wife should do or what the husband should do. But Paul starts with it. Submit to each other. Love each other. Care about each other. Dance with each other. When last did you dance with someone? When last did you dance with your husband, your wife? Do you remember your song? I do. Not your song. I remember our song. Awful song. Because it's fast. You know, you can't even go and take your wife on a date and say, hey, baby, I love you. <laughs> My wife loves dancing. Do stuff with each other. Care about each other. This is what Paul's reminding us. We need to be in step with God and in step with each other. Introduce ordinary people to an extraordinary God through life-changing relationships up, in, and out. Can we pray?